an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, welcome back to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. If this podcast has been broadcasting healing vibes into your life, please follow on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Your review helps other people find this podcast and the transformations continue. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit. Let's heal together. I'm going to give you as much as I can possibly give you so that I foster independence. And following your intuition is one of those things, right? I teach about intuition because it's your guidance system and it has nothing to do with anyone else. And it is literally the thing that will lead you down your path of least resistance in the best possible way to get everything you want. That's what a person has to do. They have to begin to give up. If you say to yourself, hi, I should probably do this to mark on my course. Stop. Because you just said this is something you should do. Like catch yourself. What are you thinking you should do? What are you saying you should do? What are your friends telling you you should do? What are people telling you should do? Leave that to the side. What do I want to do? What is my passion? What is my experience? What is my expertise? And then just start farting around with it. Start playing with it because it's, it's like when you were little and you just, you didn't need a specific outcome. You just played, you just played, just Mm. play. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Allison Sutter and I met her on Wisdom app and we were chatting because she actually came in to talk about how we were similar and she was absolutely right. In fact, actually, when I went over to your Instagram and I started watching some of the videos, I can't shake this feeling like I've met you many times before which does happen sometimes in the spiritual community, but it's seriously like, I'm like, I really do know her. It's one of those things. I've actually met people in conferences and gone up to them and been like, I know you. And they're like, no, you don't. And I'm like, no, 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 I really do. And they're like, no, you don't. But anyway, so it's definitely a spiritual connection. We are definitely vibing very similarly. And so I invited her on to talk about authenticity and raising children and why it is so important to be authentic. So I just wanted to say that like, I've, (laughs) many times over, I've gone through my own transformations in trying to be authentic to who I am. It's been, I want to say, especially hard for me because I had a twin sister or I have a twin sister. And so our identity was really meshed. Like I always went by another name, which is Sarah. We were always compared to each other. And so it was like, she was this. So then I was that, that was a struggle, but then also coming out gay. That was in the next level of owning my own authenticity. And then of course, the universe and spirit had other things in store, which was going from science teacher to energy healer. So over the years, I've definitely struggled with like being as authentic as I possibly can and finding out where I've just like been unconscious to it. And even now recently, I'm going through a new rebranding and even getting in more alignment. And it's funny how like, I'm trying to define myself to someone else to be like, 
no, 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 no. This is really who I am. I know it doesn't make sense, but these things go together. So I am excited to talk to you, Allison, because you, first of all, you've been teaching for a long time. You have taught thousands of students on how to access their intuition, be more authentic, just be more aware of like the fears that are popping up or the limiting beliefs that are keeping them from accessing their intuition. So I think you're really going to add to the conversation as well as you were telling me about your children and how unique they are. So I wanted you to share how we can be better parents and really foster that unique ability or uniqueness in our children. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. There's a lot in what you just said already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alone. How did you get into this? So like you noticed, I've been teaching for a long time. I started in elementary education and then I stayed in with my kids because it wasn't financially feasible for me to do that. And then I sort of wove my way into this realm of personal development. There was quite a few years that I spent following someone else's path. And I realized that in doing that, I had such an intense uh, amount of anxiety come up and it was that that led me to drop all of that, this, this ability to try to repeat what someone else has done in standardized education. You very well know that's the theme. Repeat what is done, do what I tell you. And if you get the right answer, you're good enough. I grew up with that. I, I went into that as a profession and then that has migrated over into personal development. There's standardized personal development. It's all over the place. I got tripped up in that world. And by trying to follow that, my true self was going, stop it, you idiot. This is not the path. Like, and it did that through anxiety. So I had to sort of have that, you know, rock bottom moment where I'm like, I spent 20 grand in three years of my life trying to follow this path of the righteous, (laughs) the righteous stand and they go, follow me. I was like, oh, okay. Because I had that standardized mindset. I really did. And then I just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. My whole life I'd spent trying to please. I was a people pleaser. If you don't like me, I'll change. So you do like me. I was that kind of person. And so if you just do that enough, eventually you become so uncomfortable that you have to do something else. And so I sort of had one of those moments where I was like, what, what am I going to do? If I, if I can't do it like them, who am I going to do it? Like, like, Oh, me, I have to do it like me. So I had to spend a lot of time getting comfortable with me because me doesn't look like what everyone else is doing. And that's the same for everyone. What you do isn't going to look like everyone else's. And we've got to get really comfortable. Now is the time to get comfortable, not doing it like anybody else. And you're going to have to let go of that script that you learned in standardized education. We are not standardized humans. We are individuals. We are sovereign beings who are here to express ourselves in the way that we would like to. And in in terms of parenting, around the age where my kids were in fourth grade, I went, hands off, you figure it out. So I, I let them start making decisions. And when they started to make it in regards to their own educational process, they also realized, oh, wait, I can make these decisions about who I am and express myself as who I am. And it's safe to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be judged by doing it. So my oldest is gay. My middle is trans. And then I have a cisgender young daughter. So as you can imagine, there are infinite conversations on getting comfortable expressing who you really are and not feeling as if, because there are a lot of angry voices in the world. There are a lot of people who try to shut down that, which is not like them. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so there can be a lot of fear. There are conversations like, well, what if I get out in the world and someone comes at me or someone doesn't like me? My, my advice is always, is that the way you want to live? Or would you rather live in the joyful expression of self? You have a choice. So authenticity is incredibly important, important in this household. And it was important to me to express myself in the spiritual world in the way that I felt comfortable doing. And with my kids in their own lives, they can only be who they truly are. That's wonderful. That's amazing that you allow them to be that. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the, the ways in which I was trying to fit into those boxes growing up. I mean, there was one time where we were dress shopping and my sisters were trying to help and they're being sweet and picking out outfits <laughs> for me to go to a wedding in. And they were, it was like this, like, it was like a peep color, like that pink peep <laughs> color <laughs> yeah. like outfit like that. And I was like, I'm not putting that on. They were like, just try it. And I did. And I came out and they just burst out laughing. And I'm like, I told you this was a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is a lot to be said in clothing choice. My um, middle child was assigned female at birth and is non-binary trans masculine. So there's a lot of going on with clothing. What do I feel comfortable in? How do I want to sit in this physical meat suit? And what do I want to put on this meat suit that makes me feel more of who I am? And when other people look at me, how are they translating who they think I, there's a lot of discussion around that right now. And they're important discussions. Right. Yeah. And that's been also oddly a struggle for me too, because I have a very feminine body with big boobs. I also though love to play sports and wear sporting clothing. And it's like, wait a second, those two are hard to manage together as well as finding a dress that fits well. So I do understand that. And and that has been, I've, I've been on Pinterest and looking at what other people are wearing and like being like, do I like that or this or whatever, just mm-hmm. trying to get to know myself even deeper because clothing is an expression of who you are. And I remember I was biking around after Sunday school in this corduroy Laura Ashley dress with stockings and just destroying them because I was not interested in behaving in my dress. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was an athlete too. I was what you considered a tomboy. I was not a feminine person. I didn't feel comfortable in those clothes. I didn't want to wear those. I was on the ski hill. I was on the basketball court. I was in the dirt. I was in the water. Like I didn't care about that stuff. So in our house, I think part of it is I've in a certain extent expressed myself. I'm the one doing the physical labor. I'm the one who built the shelves in the closet upstairs. I'm the one who hammered on the porch and built some poles to put up the lights. Like I'm the one doing the traditionally male jobs. So my children have seen an expression of what is gender normed men's stuff Mm -hmm. done by a female. So there's been a, a relaxing of your buckets that you put things in over the years, which has helped them hopefully see that we don't belong in buckets. We don't belong with labels. What do you enjoy? Do that. Right. Right. Totally. And I do the same thing. I think that's probably why we feel like such kindred spirits. I also love to build things. Like I built a roof on our deck and and a wall and all these kinds of things. I do like to get dressed up sometimes. It's just probably only three times (laughs) a year. All right. So you, you realize that everything wasn't working out when you were following other like so-called leaders, gurus, whatever you want to call them. And, uh, and you decided to come up with your own method, which is scary because it's up to you. So sometimes we do rely on other people's modalities so that we can kind of get some insight for ourselves. And that's all it really should be is like, oh, they did this. Let me see if I try that on what occurs for me. If it doesn't work, it does. 
whatever, it doesn't matter. You just keep taking steps forward. But one of the things I definitely encourage people to do is to meditate because that's when you get your mind quiet and you're like, oh, maybe I should do this when then that evolves. But that's scary, right? Because there's no prescription. There's no step-by-step. There's like just leading with your heart and that's tough. So what would you suggest is like a great way to overcome? What I had to do is I really had to strip away what I thought I was supposed to do. And I looked at, well, what experience, what talents, what passions do I have in creating something off the grid, creating something new? I took what I knew about standardized education. And what is good about standardized education, it's an organization of information, right? It does have great organization. And I was really good at organizing information. I, I view my classes as like bumpers on a bowling alley. It's not the way down to get from one end to another. You can travel from one end to another any way you want to, but there are bumpers to help guide you. So my classes are bumpers because I wanted to get away from prescriptive learning, but we need some structure. Like here's what we're going to look at and you get to look at it from any point you want. So if someone's going to go off and create something new, you really have all the things that you need. It's called life experience. What are your passions? What are you good at? And how do you want to use that in some capacity to express yourself and potentially help other people? You really have to get away from what you think you should do, because in personal development, there's a lot of do it this way. This is what worked. Do it this way. And I'm like, but I can't do it that way. So I had to really summon what, what experience do I have? What, how can I use it? And it worked because I've had thousands of students go through these classes and my, and my intent was because I really don't like the dependency, the codependent relationship that teachers have with students. It is really a codependent relationship. It's a codependent relationship with learning in general. So I said, I don't want that. What I want is independence to be the foundation of everything I create. Here's some information, but you don't need me. I'm so sick of people creating things that just up-level something. Oh, you bought that. Now you have to buy it. You want more? You got to get this. Like, I'm going to give you as much as I can possibly give you so that I foster independence and following your intuition is one of those things, right? I teach about intuition because it's your guidance system and it has nothing to do with anyone else. And it is literally the thing that will lead you down your path of least resistance in the best possible way to get everything you want. That's what a person has to do. They have to begin to give up if you say to yourself, hi, I should probably do this to market my course. Stop. Because you just said this is something you should do. Like catch yourself. What are you thinking you should do? What are you saying you should do? What are your friends telling you you should do? What are people telling you should do? Leave that to the side. What do I want to do? What is my passion? What is my experience? What is my expertise? And then just start farting around with it. Start playing with it because it's, it's like when you were little and you just, you didn't need a specific outcome. You just played, you just played, just mm. play. Yeah. I, I love when you said that in one of your videos on Instagram, you were talking about finding your intuition and you said, do what excites you. And, oh, you know what? I know where you kind of get this from, or at least I think from reconnective healing. Do you remember when you were learning reconnective healing? He said, go to this part of the body just is calling to you, right? Like kind of like a toy in a room would call to you that you want to play with it. Like you just go to that part of the body and say, okay, what's going on here? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that, but I, it doesn't surprise me because most people that, that go off and do something independent are doing something that's exciting for them. And it's, it's really play-based, but I used to teach kindergarten. So it's play-based. Ah, I like it. Kindergartners are really super cute. Second grade only as a substitute teacher. That was absolutely awful because I was a substitute teacher and it made me cry. And then I taught high school in seventh grade, but yeah, very different experience. So 
When we are trying to really be authentic, you said we should, we should not do should. So what else can we do that is uh, going to help us find our, our intuition around being authentic? Here's what you do. There's a, a formula and it's, it goes like this from the choices that you have before you in any given moment, follow your highest level of excitement. Take it as far as you can take it to. You can't take it any further. There's going to be a stopping point. Don't make assumptions or insistences upon that excitement that it has to become something and stay in a positive mindset no matter what. That is fundamentally and structurally the path. That's the how forward to anything that you want. Now, our logical mind gets in the way and goes, well, wait a second, that's that's not that's not responsible. That's not logical. It's but it's fundamentally the way forward in the most joyful path. Like if you want to connect with your intuition. That's the formula. If you want to be more your authentic self, that's the formula. If you want to start a business, that's the formula. If you want to repair a relationship, that's the formula. Like it is the formula for self-expression from a spiritual mind, body, physical level that engages all aspects of the universe to harness its power, to bring you what you want. So just to reiterate, cause you said it real fast and I've already heard. I can say it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, but you said, go with what excites you and then take it as far as you can. And mm-hmm. then what was the second part? So you have to start with the choices that you have before you. Most people make stuff up and they're like, but I want that. I'm like, no, no. What are your choices right now? From the choices that you have today, you have to start where you are exactly where you are. You can't start from somewhere you're not with choices you don't have. Right. What are my choices? And looking around my house, looking around my schedule, looking around, what are my choices from those choices? It's like a stepping stone model mm-hmm. from yeah. those choices. What is the best thing I can do? What is the most exciting, most joyful? Even when you talk about like my kids talk about homework, they're like, I can't do it. It all sucks. I'm like, well, pick the thing that sucks the least. Right. Start there. That's the most exciting thing from the choices you have before you. Take it as far as you can take it. There's going to be a place where you have to stop and don't demand become something. Most this is where goals mess with people's minds because mm-hmm. they set a goal and they go, it has to be this. And then they limit themselves and they restrict themselves to the ways in which possibilities can come in and fill that space. So if you're having a goal and you're like, Oh, it has to be this way. Or if you post something on Instagram, like, Oh, there has to be a thousand people liking that, or I'm not successful. Like we put demands on our passions, the things that we do, which causes a delay in filling the kind of manifestations that we want because we, we close our energy. So you got to, you got to open up your mind and be like, I'm going to trust that I'm cared for by the universe. I'm going to trust that this is intuitionally and instinctually the path forward to that, which I want. We have a lot of distrust in ourselves. We, we try to control way too much. Mm. We need to relax and have some faith and control that we are cared for no matter what happens. People do this on relationships too. When they meet someone, they might be like, oh, she's supposed to be my best friend or that was supposed to be a life partner. They were supposed to be this and this and this. Stop demanding because that's where pain comes from is the assumption that it's supposed to be something and, and, and not letting it become what it's supposed to be, which is maybe something that's transitory, maybe something that comes and goes. Maybe it's not lifetime. I don't know. I used to do this with relationships where I had every three years, it was like people vanished from my life. <laughs> I was like, what? happened. I I thought I was a good person. I thought I was doing the best things. And I thought it was me. And then when I learned about coherence and vibration, I was like, oh, we're just shifting vibration. And they're not in my experience because we can't be, we can't see something we're not the vibration of. And as I shifted people who weren't 
coherent with me left. Mm-hmm. So there's no fault involved in any of this, but if you're demanding, it's supposed to be something, then you're messing with it and then stay in a positive mindset. You can have a positive mindset about negative things because negative is just structurally an energetic structure that pulls things apart. Negative is usually a term of judgment from people. They go, that's positive. That's negative. That's good. That's bad. When you're looking at things and judging that, I'll give you an example in just a second. You are, you're closing your energy off. You're misunderstanding the, the circumstances and you're, you're putting a negative spin on it. I was talking to somebody other the other day and they were talking about in the spiritual community, there was a situation which they were trying to develop the relationship or keep the relationship. And it was around Reiki and energy and all this stuff. And they're like, and they just left, they just disappeared. And I said, well, that's you judging the situation and and terming it bad when you're shifting your frequency, that which you're not the frequency of, you can't experience. And so she's like, I just, it was just so, I didn't understand it. I'm like, stop trying to understand it. You're just shifting vibration. Cause that's what I did all of those years. When things happen, see if you can, after the initial kind of rush of energy, come back into what we call a positive mindset, integrative mindset as often as possible. Cause after 15 seconds, we've crossed the threshold of that initial organic rush of energy. And we've entered a uh, habituation. Hmm. I haven't heard that before. So is that part of neuroscience? That's part of my... <laughs> connection and channeling. Okay. So the only thing that I would say about that is I, and and ask you for some insight on this is that there is that grief moment where you're like, we were of the same vibration. Now I've moved to the next one and this relationship is now over. And there's a sense of, of just grief for ending. Right. So we do have to process that. It's not easy just to bypass those feelings. And in fact, we shouldn't. So what, can we do other than like shifting our mindset and saying like, okay, let's, you know, turn this into a positive, right? It's like, obviously we're on the path that we've been wanting to be on. And, and this Mm -hmm. is just one of the repercussions or things that have happened because of that. So is there any other way to yeah, just be where you are. When I say that, that's an idealistic kind of formula, right? I did, that's not how we practice it. That's what we're we're eventually migrating toward as non-physical consciousness experience self in the physical realm be where you are, process the energy. I literally had an awareness this morning about stuff that was happening in my teen years. In my teen years, I was angry. There was stuff going on in our family and I drank to cover the anger in my teen years. And I always thought I was an angry drunk because I drank a lot and I would black out and people are like, you're always so angry. And it occurred to me just this morning that I wasn't an angry drunk as a teenager. I was just angry. And I wasn't letting the energy move. And I blamed myself. I thought I was a bad person and I thought I was flawed and, and it was just horrible. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So it, th- I was angry and I was plugging up the energy and I wasn't letting it move. So those two things separated themselves. That took me 51 years. Well, I'm 51 now. I didn't start drinking when I was you know, an infant, but it took me 40 years to figure that out. There's no rush. You just, and I am a a massive, I want you to process the emotions. I want you to, you have to feel your emotions because they are indicating where your vibration is. And if you don't feel them, you won't know. So yes, feel your emotions, do whatever you need to do to get the energy moving. Don't demand that it has to be a certain time because it'll take as long as it takes. Sometimes it takes a lifetime. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Recently I was going through a transformation. (laughs) 
a growth period really, which it was really annoying because uh, I just felt like doing nothing. And I'm like, but there's so much to do. And so I found myself laying down and listening to what spirit said. And spirit was just like, you got to listen to your body. You got to just lay here, just go for it. You're, you're integrating. There's nothing you can do about this. You just got to wait. <laughs> it was like, it was, it was pretty bad. Cause it was like five days of like integration. And I was just like, when is this going to be over? And finally, like today it's over. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. But we do have to integrate this stuff that we're doing. And when you were talking about the teenage years and drinking, and one of the awarenesses I was thinking about that you were going to say was that when we have alcohol, it lowers our inhibition. And then we can let the anger out in a way mm -hmm. that we feel is permissible. Um, yeah. because we're like, Oh, I wasn't in charge. Like, oops. But the thing is, is like, we still have to deal with the repercussions of that. And also it's not the same release as it would be if we were to process it a hundred percent when we were there. Checking out is, is a big deal, especially right now on the planet. There's probably the highest level of depression, anxiety, and drug use and uh, alcohol use ever. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we were processing through energetic shifts of the planet, of our consciousness. And one thing that negative beliefs do is they intensify when they're about to disintegrate. What you're seeing is a global intensification yep. mm -hmm. of a paradigm, of a methodology, of a way of thinking that is burning itself out. And it's burning itself out on the big stage. So lots of people are watching because we're all doing it. We're all doing it individually. We're doing it collectively and we're burning off and we're, we're seeing fear or love choose, choose one. Cause that's what your reality is going to be. You're either, you're either going to foster love within yourself and other, or you're just going to fear everything and anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, about the transformation happening on the planet and what you think about where we're going. I think we're in a very good place, actually. I, and don't take that in the wrong context. Clearly, I've got children in my home that people hate just because they are who they are. But you have to take a bird's eye view and you have to integrate what you know about our spiritual origin and who we really are. We are holographic beings, right? The, the, the earth, the, what we see outside of ourselves is just a reflection of what's happening inside of ourselves. And so it's just happening on a bigger screen. So as we all begin to have more awarenesses about who we really are and our, our love-based origin, and you're going to see it. And even like the, the, the narrative of war on this planet is beginning to burn itself out. You can see that in Ukraine where the people are going, eh, no, sorry. We're kind of done with that. We're done with control. We're done with this concept that you individual have power over me and it's all playing itself out. And for the next probably... 20, 30, 40 years, this is going to intensify, have ebbs and flows as these narratives rescript themselves. And we realize that we're sovereign beings, that we realize that we have more power than we thought we had. We, we feel held down. We felt held down in so many regards, people of color, people of you know, LGBTQ plus, you know, kinds of communities, women, all of these narratives are starting to come up because they're changing. And they right, come up yeah. and out like a, like an illness that comes up and out. Right. Right. And it wouldn't be what it is today. If we hadn't had those tough conversations and these transformations for your children, or even for myself, raising a child with my wife, I think about when I came out of the closet and I often think about when people who are older than me came out of the closet and how hard that was. And then it was even still hard for me, but it was still a lot easier than it was for them. And then now it's like nothing. I mean, pretty much to a degree, there's some stuff still there. And the generation that 
is what are they called? X? I don't even know. Y. <laughs> I think they're they're not X. They're they're all, they're like Z or something like that. Uh, they don't care. Like they they're just like you do you, and they really truly mean it. So the problem lies with the older generation yes. who haven't like got on board. And if you haven't got on board, if, whatever you're gonna pass away at some point. And that's you know, my thinking exactly. We had a conversation about this last night where we're coming to the point where. And my family disagrees with me, but I have sort of an idea about consciousness and the way it works and how all of this idea about human being and life works. But we're coming to the point where we also realize pushing against that, which, which we don't want, doesn't work to change because that just creates more friction. And so it had to do with Twitter and, you know, Elon Musk buying Twitter and the voices that can then become louder on Twitter. And I said, you guys... There's always going to be some voice that disagrees and our choice has to be not to focus on that, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't, what I'm not, I'm not saying ignore the issues. What I'm just saying is stop fighting against that, which you don't want, because from an energy perspective, what you focus on gets stronger. The way forward as these children are born and they're born into an atmosphere of love and an understanding that souls experience themselves through the physical lens. And this is just a body and it doesn't matter. And the more, the more interracial families that happen, like those old people that have this paradigm are going to die out. And it's said, you kids, you're the ones ruling the world in 30 years. Like it will be different because every child that is birthed into this realm and this reality is given the benefit of that, which has changed before them. And they can be more of themselves mm-hmm. and they can be, there's not going to be a fight against, well, I don't believe you are who you are. It's like, no, I am who I am. Suck it. <laughs> you don't like it. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to push against you because you don't like me. I'm going to focus on living my life and more of that will become the generalized. It has to become that way because that's love. Right. And, and since you were talking about how we are holographic humans having an experience with that, um, the outside world is basically what's happening on the inner world. The way I look at that is also through the brain and the reticular activating system sees how people are supporting you rather than looking at the people who don't like you. Right. And then, so I, I seemingly come across people who only support me and what I'm doing and, and who I am and how I am. It's almost interesting. I've kind of like really started to look closely at this because I've been like, how is it happening that good? (laughs) Am I really that strongly who I am that people are not assholes to me? I, I do think that it's my reticular activating system that's not finding them, but I also believe there's an energy that is sent out ahead of me. Yes. Law of attraction. You cannot experience that which you are not the vibration of. So if you are self-confident, if you are confident in self, if you are self-love, what you will see is a reflection of it. That's a property of this universe. That's a property of this reality. So you will not encounter the assholes who, you know, are assholes, right? Literally, you will literally, yeah, that's why people, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why people left my reality. Mm -hmm. When my kids were little, there was a woman who I befriended at the park and our kids were great friends and we became best friends and she became the godmother of my youngest. There was one day where my oldest was four, four years old at the time. And then she planned a birthday party for me and I didn't get told and I didn't come. And it was all big mix up. Literally the next day, she's like, we're over, we're done. Never talk to me again. Literally drove away and never talked to me again. I never see her. I never see her. But in that experience, I was typing an email to somebody else within that group. And of course, when you're, when, when you're in those social groups and you get kicked out, it's like, 
now what? I was trying to explain myself to this other woman. Like, I don't, I didn't do anything. I didn't know what happened. I heard this voice in my head and it was like, let it go. I was like, oh, delete. Yeah. So that experience led me to connect with my higher self and hear the voice of wisdom and love, let it go, shifted my vibration. I'd literally never see her. We live in the same town. Our kids go to the same school. Like what you are not the vibration of, you will not experience. But if you experience something uncomfortable, it's because you're resonant with it to some degree. Mm-hmm. And you have to be honest with yourself. Yes. Fear resonates with fear. doesn't matter if you're not fearful of that thing. If you're fearful, you resonate and you will connect with something else that's fear-based. It's a law of this reality. Right. I love that you said you have to be honest because sometimes we don't want to look at that. Why am I getting so triggered or whatever? Why am I matching into this frequency or vibration? If you, the more clear you get around that, the more that you can just release that energy and reprogram and have the opportunity for growth there rather than to stay stuck or even lower your vibration. When we look at those things that we do not want or do not prefer, and they happen in our life, there's a sense of victimization. There's a sense of I didn't want that. There can be a sense of like, I'm a bad person. None of that is applicable. We, we made that stuff up to try to make sense of things happening that we don't like. You really, really do have to be honest with yourself. Where am I anxious? Where am I fearful? Where am I scared? Where is this repeating itself in my energy so that it is shown to me in my external reality? That's how you get out of that sense of victimization because there's some really dumb shit that happens in our world. There's some really awful stuff. And there are people that get, get, have these experiences and then they blame themselves. They blame others. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of remorse. There's a lot of anger and hatred. But if you come from the understanding that we are vibrational, non-physical consciousness, that is really who we are. And I had an experience I can tell you about with my mom, if you want some, where did they get that idea? I I do do want to talk about that because I know that was really intricate into your whole. Yes, we are non-physical. We are not physical first and foremost. We are non-physical consciousness experiencing itself through the physical lens. When you come from that as your basis, you can then begin to make sense of all the physical um, experiences that you have. And there you can get awareness and clarity on what's being mirrored to you, what you are seeing in your physical reality. When I was 20, my mom died of cancer. Now I grew up with a sister who was in rehab by the time she was 14. She was in a girl's home. She was violent. She was schizophrenic. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on in our household. My mom had rheumatoid arthritis, ankylosis and spondylitis. She was very sick. My dad cheated on her. They got divorced when I was 18. By the time she was 19, she had pancreatic cancer with six weeks diagnosis of death. So there was a lot of trauma going on, which is why I drank as a teenager, trying to block all that out. But I was with her when she took her last breath. So she died within seconds. I had an awareness that she had transitioned. Her physical focus was retracted, which is called death transition. She retracted her physical focus from this realm. She and I, she gifted me and I met her because it was some, it was my choice to meet her in this idea where I realized all of the negativity that had spun through our experience was not there. We don't take it with us. There's no punishment. There's no evil. There's no, when we retract our focus, we leave that experience here and we take the good stuff with us. So I met her in this place and I was like, oh my God, she's love. She's beautiful. She's happy. She, none of it. We don't take it with us. 
We just don't. So all of this, what we perceive judgmentally negativity is through the lens of limitation that we look as physical beings. That's where, because to even have the physical experience, you have to put blinders on, you have to put limitations on your consciousness, or you will not have this physical experience because you will remember how connected to source that you are. So she and I had that experience. Of course I was 20. I was like, Oh, mind blown. Forget it all. Like I was in a ton of pain. It wasn't like I was this enlightened being. I just had this awareness. And then I went back to focusing on all the pain that I had in my own life. Wasn't perfect after that, but I kept it with me. And later in life, later meeting now, I brought it back in. I brought that experience and integrated it into what I know to be true, along with what I knew about standardized education and how I wanted it to be different and what, how I wanted my voice. And the more I focus on that, the more I become a channel, the more I recognize the, the way in which we are spirit reflecting on itself through this different lens. This book that I'm writing right now is called The Halfways. It's connecting. It's, it's a guidebook to connect with your, strengthen your intuitive connection. Halfway meaning halfway spirit, halfway physical. Now we're actually fully spirit, but most mm-hmm. people are like, ah, can't get my head around that. So let's just say it's halfway, halfway spirit, halfway. It's a binocular perspective, right? Binoculars have these barrels. And if you separate them, it looks like two individual realities. You bring those barrels together, you get a holistic perspective. So what I'm encouraging is this holistic perspective on who you really are. You are not a victim. You are a perceiver of self through a particular lens of limitation. Yep. (laughs) I like that binocular analogy. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, it was these past few days when I was really struggling with myself, experiencing myself. The only reason why I was struggling was because I had a perception that I should be doing X, Y, and Z or not feeling a certain way. And I was only in pain because of that. And then I was like, all right, fine. If I just accept it, then what? Well, guess what? I woke up today and I was like, fine. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, we just had to get you okay with it. And that's really true. Like I do understand that perspective and it is so helpful. It's just hard to remember sometimes of uh, course, that, that we are just experiencing life for the sake of it. And then I always say this on the podcast and to anybody who will listen, really like we don't change as humans. If we're not uncomfortable. If we're comfortable, we're just like coasting along. We have to get uncomfortable in order to start changing or realizing that something's not right. So when we are uncomfortable, we, if we look at it as like an opportunity to change and transform, then that's great. But like going deeper, like you were saying, looking at yourself, experiencing itself and we, and we don't take this with us, the bad stuff. What does it all mean? I remember two years ago, I was like, what if the whole reason of being here on this planet is just a game to see how authentic you could actually become? That is your whole purpose. Your, your purpose in life is to be your true self. That's the purpose. And isn't that funny? It's so, it seems so easy. Cause when you say it, like, just be yourself, <laughs> but it's like, who the fuck is that? Like after my parents have raised me, my teachers have filled my head with shit. Society has told me who I should be everything. My experience has been judged in ways that I didn't even realize. It's like, oh, that's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. So I, I do love this idea of just peeling the, the onion layers and figuring out who I am. And I honestly, I keep thinking, okay, this has got to be the last level, right? Like I have got- Oh no, it's forever. I know. <laughs> it's I, even in spirit. Even in spirit, you are defining and reflecting on yourself. Wow. <laughs> it's never ending. I know. I, and I keep thinking, how is that possible? 
I feel like I do this all day long, every day. And then I uncover things. And then I go for maybe a couple of days where I'm like, okay, this is who I am. And then I'm like, wait a second. Oh no, it's forever. Yeah. It is ever change. You're either changing to more of the same or something different, but you're always changing. Changes yeah. is a constant of this universe, even in spirit. You're always changing. You're, and that's why that formula, follow your high, highest level of excitement, will reveal to yourself because the the structure of passion is expansive. It's inclusive. And so as you expand, you include more of that, which you want. And, and as you include more of that, which you want, you get more clarity and you get more expansion. That's the never ending thing about inclusive energy that you give yourself when you follow your passion. Cause it's, Oh, this idea leads to that idea. leads to that idea. It was like, Oh my God, it's never ending. Right. And if you think about it, we wouldn't have what we have on this planet right now if it wasn't for people who were really dialed into what they were here to do, right? Mm -hmm. It's not easy to stand up and say, I am gay and then educate people around them what that means or why they're choosing that or whatever. And then, I mean, and this is, that's just a small scale of what is really going on. That's just one person explaining to those Mm -hmm. locally, but because that has been done over and over again, now we have this understanding as a globe, like who is gay and what does that mean? And it goes even further. Like, like I said, this Gen Y, whatever they are and just their freedom of expression. Sometimes I, I get caught off guard. I'm just like, wow, look at you. Just like, doing that, you know, like just mm-hmm. being that way. And, and just, it comes so naturally that I, then I learned from them. It's all beautiful. And, it, and, and the point is, is that in order for us to find these new technologies and these new ways of being, somebody has to embody that. And it's, yes. really it's been awesome talking to you. Do you want to share anything else with us? Just follow that formula and be yourself. Always fall back on that. Even when other, other people are going, I tell my kids all the time, people are going to judge you. They're judging you, right? They're judging me. They're judging you. They're going to judge you. So you have a choice. I can live in fear of their judgment or I can live in love of myself. What do you want? It's, and we're going to fluctuate back and forth. This isn't, this is why we're here. We're here to see ourselves. So the different and contrast provides clarity. So just be where you are, be, be okay where you are, knowing that there'll always be something next. Right. Well, and a lot of times we realize that there's this judgment and then we're, we try to people please, and then we're uncomfortable, but they're comfortable. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we're like, wait a second, this is not fair. And I remember when Wayne Dyer said that judgment reveals more about who you are than about the other person, because of course. one finger is pointing at them and three are about pointing back at you if you're judging. And also I love to say judgment begets judgment. And so if you don't want to be judged, don't judge other people. Right. So like, then that becomes a non-experience, right? Like, or, <laughs> well, if you understand that everything is a reflection. So if you're reflecting, if you look on someone and feeling like you hate them, that's something about yourself. Everything is a reflection. Yeah. Just know that it's it, whether you're judging or being judged, everything is reflecting back on itself for the purpose of knowing itself better. So let them know themselves better. You can know yourself better and you're here to be yourself. So let's just do that. I'm really glad you're raising three girls. <laughs> well, I'm ra- So I'm raising three children. Do you have time for one more quick story? Sure. Yeah, it's, an import- it's an important one as a parent. So my non-binary, which means that child does not identify with male or female. They have, they don't identify with a gender specifically. I was talking about this with, with my, with Stellan one day and as a parent, we raise children and we project onto these children, the idea of who we think they are, right? I'm sure your parents did that too. Right. 
all parents do that. So you, you, you spin these webs of narratives out and you're like, my child is female in this instance. So you spin this narrative out and you dream about who they're going to become and what they're going to do and all of that. And someone doesn't like this story because it sounds dramatic, but I, <laughs> I said to them one day, it's almost like that child died in order for this child to be born. And they looked at me and they're like, no, I was never that person. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I saw, I saw the projection. I saw all of it. These children are born and we project onto these children who we think they are. And we try to script their lives based on our own stupid narratives. That child never existed. I, I made them up. They were right. always the child that they were. Right. It's I couldn't see it. way of our, of our own expectations, letting us down. But the person on the other side is like, I didn't know what those expectations were. I didn't tell you what to expect of me. And then we're like, wait a second. Okay. So any child of any parent of a child who belongs to the LGBTQ plus community, check yourself, check yourself. Now let that child be truly see that child for who they are. Let your own guard down, check your own story. Cause you've been spinning that web for a long time and it is causing you distress. It's causing you pain. It's causing you discomfort. They are who they are. Let them be that way and love them unconditionally. A lot of parents would push back and say, well, I just, I don't want them to get hurt. Right. Other people aren't going to accept them, but it really, okay. That's, that's bullshit because guess what? People get hurt all the time and parents try to tell themselves that right? right. because they think it's going to buffer this, this world is about contrast. Pain is an essential ingredient to the process. You are not protecting them from anything. Right. They have an inner being that is leading them down a path of least resistance the same way you did it. You did it. They'll do it. Like you're not protecting them from anything. They're going to experience pain. Right. Right. And then they're going to experience the pain within them if they have to try to fit in with whatever is what other people think they should be. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that last bit about that transformation that you had in terms of realizing what you were expecting of your children. I spun a narrative for all three of them. And until that narrative is challenged and the child says, that's not, children do it all the time. They're like, I'm not going to become a doctor. I don't want to be a doctor or I'm not going to become a blah. I don't want to be a blah. That's your perspective on who you think I am. So authenticity, right back to, right back to where we started. Authenticity is what this world is about. Be yourself. That is the, the greatest gift you can give anyone else, even if they don't receive it, is your true self. Thank you so much for being on the show. Do you want to tell everybody where we can find out more about you? Sure. You can come to Wisdom. I'm on Wisdom sometimes. The Wisdom app is Android now too. I'm on Instagram, Allison Sutter 3. My website is allisonsutter.com. Or if you just do a Google search and interview, tons of stuff pops up. And also you have a retreat coming up, right? Or is that? Uh, yeah, well, there is a retreat in Oregon, Illinois. I'm doing that with a, another medium and intuitive. We're going to start doing more of those. So come to my website, get on my email list if you want to, because we're going to start to go different places in the country. It's an intuitive retreat. That's the basis of the retreat. I've got tons of classes. I've been teaching online classes for a long time. I have a program that I work with one, one-on-one with people called Accelerate Your Mojo. And we focus on intuition, transforming fear and being your authentic self. So that's my mentorship program. Also, you have a book called that, right? 
I do. The book is because I started out and I wrote a program and then I wrote a book and then I started teaching it with people. Yeah. So that you can find that on Amazon. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show and sharing with us how to be more authentic and be a bright light in this world without feeling like we needed to dim our light. Awesome. content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist.